This is Bridging the Gap with Love, episode 21, Danielle's Story, part two. I'm Heidi Brower, a birth mom. And I'm Jessica Johns, an adoptive mom. And this is a podcast about adoption. As we share our own experiences and the stories of others, we hope to provide support for those in the adoption world and educate others on the joy and grief of adoption. Welcome back, Bridging the Gap listeners. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Today we get to hear the remainder of Danielle's story, and you're going to love it. She is just so much fun, as you've already heard. And I think as you listen to this episode, it's kind of cool to ponder now on the birth moms that we've heard from in these first 20 or so episodes. Um, Heidi, a birth mother of 20 years, Jessica, a birth mother of about four years, and Danielle, a birth mother of 10 years, and just the differences in the way that they share their stories and um, the emotions that they're currently experiencing at this stage of their adoption story. So we're just so grateful and honored that um, Danielle and Jessica have been willing to share with us and hope you enjoy the second part of Danielle's story. So speaking of them getting older, what is your hope for your relationship with Eva and Nora in the future? Um, I hope that we stay, you know, as, uh, as close as we are and keep getting together, you know, at least once or a couple times a month. And, you know, whenever, um, they are getting older and like, you know, have like school out, like proms and stuff like that. You know, I hope they, I hope I'll get, you know, they'll want to include me in like maybe going dress shopping or something like that, or, um, at least like be in there to see some photos or take some photos of them and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world if they did it, but that would be awesome. And just see all my girls go off to homecoming and do that kind of stuff. Um, definitely feel like once they get older, um, and they are able to use a phone, they'll probably definitely call me more. (laughs) (laughs) I could see that, which, um, that's, that'll be cool, but I just hope it stays, you know, as, as close and strong as it has. And they stay understanding that I am part of your life still. And I, I do love you and don't ever second guess of what I did. I hope they would never resent me later down the line for anything. I mean, they have the a great life and get to ex- experience more things than most kids do at their age, which is awesome. And, you know, um, yeah. it's, I, I'm really happy with how they, how they do everything though, and how they have them on schedules and stuff. And it's hard to get kids on schedules. So I, I yeah. praise her for that. <laughs> yep. They're awesome. So speaking of Jessica and Jared, what do you want Jessica and Jared to know about how you feel about them? Uh, I'm overly grateful that I picked such a great, that I met such a great family to, to give a family to basically to create one. And I never want them to think that they ever have to keep repaying me for this gift that I give them. And um, I mean, they have helped me out more times than I can count. And I am so blessed for that because not having family and I don't, I don't ever 
tell people, you know, my struggles and hopes for a handout at all, at all. And um, it is very nice that they, they were able to help me out, but I never want them to think if I'm ever in a bind, that's just what they have to do because I did give them one of the best gifts that they could have, you know, received. And I would never want someone to do that and, or think that I'm only in contact or still in contact because of, of the helpful hands that they have given me. I would never want them to think anything like that or think anytime that I'm struggling and I vent that I'm expecting anything. Cause I'm not, I'm definitely not. I mean, I, um, I gratefully love how close she is and how open she is with me in our relationship. And, um, I love how, how her and Jared are as a couple, just in general, I admire their, their love for each other and how they are and how they can, uh, have such a strong relationship and yet be so busy though. Um, you know, and it's just, um, you know, not everyone's, I know everyone's not as, you know, it's not picture perfect, but, um, you know, obviously they're doing something right to have all the guy, all the kids as great as they are and be happy. And, you know, she does struggle with her own mental health and stuff like that. And she handles it very well with having the three. And if I were to have Nora and Eva and deal with my mental health, I don't know how I would have made it, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> the, I, I'm very, very, uh, I, I admire Jessa a lot for how she handles a lot of the stuff she does. And, you know, with the kids and juggling work and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm just, I wish I could do more for them. I've been wanting to give them something. And it seems like every time I try and go to get this gift for them, something in my life happens where I'm like, ah, hands tied. I have no money to go and give them because I know they love baseball so much. So I really wanted to get them some great tickets. And it's just like every time I'm like, ah, so. You know what though, Danielle, I think that, you know, you gave Jessica and Jared a great gift of those girls, but I think you also gave the girls that gift of giving them the life that you wanted so desperately for them. And so, and that has no monetary value on it. That's priceless. The gift that you've given them, the life that you've given them. So I hope that you know that you can, you can just know that that it doesn't, you don't I ever know. have to. I know it's just me personally. I always like going up and above one extra mile for people that I care for and in my of life. Course. And I like to I used to be the one to shower people with gifts because I had it like that because I had family to where if I needed a car, I, they would write a check for it and I didn't have to worry about paying for anything. So yeah. I was used to. So now that it's like all oh, me, it's like every time I want to try and buy something for them to like show them how much I appreciate them. It's like backfires. <laughs> if says maybe that's the way you share your love with other people. So I get that. I get that. Yeah. I'm, a gifts, I'm a gifts person too. Yeah. I like so to I gift love. and cook for people. It's like, oh, yes. that's my thing. <laughs> I love it. Uh, how have your friends and family and those who know you, how did they view your decision to place the girls for adoption? So I had a few, I had, a, I had a family member that kind of, we had a dark spot when my mom and my stepdad um, were like kind of getting into it and breaking up at one point. And she kind of said some rough words to me. It was not, um, I think it was out of more anger than, than like truthfulness. Cause she's like said, kind of threw it in my face, how I did adoption and how I didn't like try and tough it out basically to struggle to keep them. Um, but pretty much everyone that 
was involved in my life at that time or still is, they, they understood why I was doing it. And once they heard I was doing an open adoption, it totally changed their mind. And all my friends were so excited to meet them once they knew how close me and Jessica were, knowing that they came to our house the first year and second year for their birthday. And like my mom and Nana all knew them and my step grandma and my step family were coming and we all did birthdays together and we're very close and they all were very excited. And once my Nana and my mom passed, I still lived at my grandma's house. And so that, that last, uh, I think it was like their third or fourth birthday, they uh, did it at my house and I invited my best friends. And so some of my best friends were able to finally come and meet them. And it was like, they were meeting celebrities for the first time. Like they (laughs) were so honored, like literally till this day at Emma's birthday party this year. I mean, people were looking at me and they're like, is that your kids? Is that, is that the twins? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, I'm like, you can go say hi. They're not celebrities. You can, you can speak to them. That is their mom. She is friendly. She says hi to you. Yes. I love it. I love it. Like it was insane. Like it was really like, it's crazy. And like, there's so many people that I meet now, even that they're like, Oh, I, I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on Facebook. And I'm like, okay and they're like oh I just follow you because of your adoption story and I'm like okay that okay it makes me feel a little bit better you're not just like stalking my kids they're like I stalk your kids and I'm like huh and like I literally like have to follow you guys because I love like they're beautiful and I love your story and I'm like oh okay I was like just trying to make sure on the clarification on stalking so <laughs> I love it well so let's say these random people follow you not you're not all random people, by the way, if you're listening, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> um, what would you say to like anything else you want to say either to people about adoption or any advice you would give to others who are trying to decide if they want to place a baby for adoption? Like maybe there's somebody out there who is in the deciding I've, portion. I've what had actually, think? I've had a lot of people actually reach out to me um, and ask about adoption. Some people of course are selfish and asked me how much I got for the kids and stuff like that, you know, and my answer is there's no cost. Um, if you're asking me a price tag on my child, then please get on my inbox because you're ignorant and you're, you should not even have a kid if you're trying to sell them. So, right. um, <laughs> I've dealt with actually a lot of people though. And I'm like, and I've asked them to, you know, look at your life. Where are you? Do you, do you see yourself being able to, to turn it around within a timely matter? Do you have the support you need to even have this child and provide it with everything you need? I, I always try and tell the girls like, you know, don't ever think that this kid will regret it. Um, don't ever think that you may not see the child again because it, you could get lucky and meet someone that is willing to have an open adoption or at least send you updates here and there. They may not have a full blown open adoption where you communicate on a day to day or monthly basis, but they may be willing to give you a yearly update or something like that. Um, you know, not everybody's just closed minded nowadays and it's just like, yep, open, closed adoption, you know, done deal. Um, so I always want to encourage anyone who's thinking about adoption. Don't ever, don't ever second guess yourself on, is this kid going to grow up and resent for what I did? If you're just placing them in foster care now, yes. Um, may, maybe 
that that child might grow up to resent someone. I mean, honestly, but I always try and and help these girls help anyone. If anyone is wanting to try and get in contact with someone that's wanting to adopt, I have reached reached out to Jessica before and asked her. Um, hey, I've had because I've had multiple girls ask me and try and help me. And I really thought I was getting someone. I thought I was getting somewhere with this one girl. And I really thought she was going to do adoption and she ended up having the kid and keeping him. And I still followed her just because I wanted to make sure that she ended up getting it together and wasn't just doing it because she was being selfish and felt like her family was going to disown her because I feel like if a family is going to disown you because you want to try and provide the best life for your kid, then that's not really your family and your support system. And even if I don't know you, I don't care. I told all three girls, I'll go meet you for, for coffee. I don't care. Find, find my name on Instagram, whatever you need to do. I will call you. I will talk to you on the phone, whatever it may be. I am here. Um, just cause I have been through so much. People always reach out to me in a, in a loss or an adoption situation, honestly, Um, which is why I've been wanting to do a podcast and stuff. Yeah. I love your conviction and I love that you have turned so much pain into helping other people. That's you're, you're pretty darn strong. So I hope that you know that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I mean, yeah, I definitely dealt with a lot of stuff after I had the twins. I mean, I can't say I didn't go through postpartum uh, depression. I mean, I did try and kill myself and, and it obviously did not succeed, but yeah, I went through it and it was, um, it was a struggle, but, um, it wasn't the first time I had done that. Um, it was a different type of way I tried, but yeah, I mean, I, I have struggled a lot since I was like six. So, um, yeah, I mean, just, just knowing that I could still talk to them is the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. We need you people, people need you. They need to hear your story. So thanks for continuing to share. Oh, of course. Um, Jessica, will you tell us how you feel about Danielle? How long you got? (laughs) (laughs) As long as you want to take, I'm here. <laughs> oh, this is just like so fun for me to sit here and just listen. When Danielle and I get together, we are managing four children usually. <laughs> Sometimes like even without Jared's help. So this has just been so fun just to listen to Danielle share her experience. And I think everyone can hear just how incredibly strong and resilient she is. Um like what she didn't tell you is all the other types of losses that she's experienced in her life. She's lost almost everyone in her family that's close to her. And I think one of my biggest fears is that she would equate um, placing Evelyn and Nora in our family as a loss, like losing her mom or losing her dad or losing her sister. And I just feel so like thrilled and proud of us and the relationship that we've created and the families that we've created together, because while I'm sure you still feel like loss and pain and suffering, I hope you also feel that you've gained, um, you know, you know, Eva and Nora and Bradley and me and Jared and, and all of us. Um, so I don't know. I just, 
Daniel and I have like a long history together now. Like the girls are turning 10 years old next month. Mm -hmm. So we've been meeting for so many years. This month. Oh my, oh, you're right. <laughs> Ask the one who birthed them. <laughs> Ask the one who birthed them. I'm still not super great. Okay. You're right. That's, that's right. Danielle knows. <laughs> um, that's correct. But like, it started out, like, I think it's important for people to hear, like it started out, we were meeting at a mall. Like yeah. that's how our meetup started. We, we were meeting kind of in like a, I would call it like a safe zone where mm -hmm. it wasn't at my house. It wasn't at her house. We were just, we were there for her and her friends or family members to be able to see the girls. We spent an hour or two together there at the mall. Um, and it's really just progressed from there. I mean, I think the first, the girl's first birthday and second birthday we spent at my in, grandma's at, at, um, Jane's home, um, Danielle, Danielle's grandma's home. And she would invite, um, family members and friends. And it was just like, we just considered it extended family. So, um, it's, it's just been fun to see how much our relationship has grown. And now that the girls like are, they think they're teenagers, like the relationship that they, Literally. I know, <laughs> like have with Danielle is just, it's so darling. Like they've turned into little people and they're honestly little people that remind me a lot of Danielle. Like they have so much personality and so much sass and so much, like, they're just so strong willed. And I see Danielle in them, not just in like their beautiful eyes and their perfect little nose and their sweet smiles, but in their personality, like they're just so vivacious and beautiful. And, um, I just love pointing out to them like that. You are right. Like Nora, especially I'm like, you are reminding me of Danielle so much <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh gosh. I bet. <laughs> I can so only imagine. It's just, I, I love Danielle so much. We have grown to like really love and appreciate each other and the roles that we've played in, um, each of our children's lives. And I am just so like proud and grateful for the communication that we've built, the friendship that we've built when Danielle and Emma come over, like, I know they're really excited to see Evelyn and Nora, but I'm really excited to see them. <laughs> like they're a part of our family. Like we really consider them a part of our family. Their, their family pictures are on our wall in our living room. And I just feel so blessed and so honored to have um, her twin girls in our family. Like it has been like, we hit the jackpot. Danielle like gave us the most incredible miracle and blessing to have you guys identical twin girls like when we found out about them I was like dying I was like are you kidding like this is the best thing that's ever happened like two babies at once and they're, they're just so beautiful and I I just love that we both get to watch them grow up and root for them and cheer them on and Danielle I just have to applaud her she has been there all along there isn't a month of the year since they have since they were born that Danielle has not been a part of their lives and they know that and they feel that. So at this point, like we're, we're not going anywhere. She's not yeah. going anywhere. Like <laughs> nope. we're stuck, like we're yep. family and I love you, Danielle. I love Emma. And I'm just so grateful for the families that, that we've created and the relationship that we have.
Me too. I love you guys too. And I love how great and how loving Jared is whenever I, whenever me and Emma are around too, it's like, it's, he doesn't even second guess, like it's another one of his kids. And I just love that because of course we don't have that family anymore that I thought we would have at home with her dad. So I love being able to watch that and, you know, see her being just as happy as the twins are and me being included as well. It's it's a great feeling. I love it. Oh, you guys, I love this. And it, it's so funny, Jessica, because as soon as Danielle started talking earlier, I was like, oh, I can totally see the girls and Danielle <laughs> and like how much they are alike. It was kind of mind blowing to me because I've never... Danielle and I are friends like on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, but I've never like met her in person. So this zoom call has been really fun because I (laughs) can totally see the girls. Oh yeah. It's fun. It's actually really fun for me. So thank you both so much for being here, Danielle. Thank you for being so willing to just be open and honest and just, oh, of course. I loved it. We'll have to do yeah. this again. No, for sure. I know. I keep saying that. Like, we just need to make this a regular thing with like. Like like a little like, yeah, like a talk show thing. Like yeah. a monthly thing. <laughs> like a catch up. <laughs> I love it. I, I didn't think I would like it. Like, I love this. Oh, it's so fun. So it thanks is. so much for being on. Is there anything else you want to say before we close up? Um. Uh, don't ever second guess yourself if you think you're doing the wrong decision because it can never be the wrong decision when you're giving someone the best gift in life. That's true. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Danielle. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. If you are having thoughts of suicide, please dial or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Do you or someone you know have an adoption story to share? Reach out to us at bridgingthegapwithlove22 at gmail.com.